Welcome to the Black Girl Cry Podcast, a conversation led by mental health expert and advocate, Keandris. Each episode, we will explore life situations, including all types of relationships, what happens when your life doesn't go as planned, how to accept love, and the feelings that come along with all of it. Here, there is no shame when tears fall. We feel and we heal, period. Continue the conversation on Instagram at Black Girl Cry Podcast. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Black Girl Cry Podcast. It is Black Girl, comma, cry, period. A statement, a declaration, a plea, and a demand actually a demand for you a demand for me um just a demand for all of us to just be emotionally healthy and regulated so here for our first episode we're just going to ease into it we're not going to do anything too spicy we're not going to do anything too emotional you know i'm just going to kind of give you I'm just going to give you the lay of the land. I'm going to let you know what we're going to be doing here, why I'm doing it. Um, and yeah, and then we're going to be done. We're going to be out of here. And then the next episode, we're going to get a little more, a little more spicy. I'm not going to let you off too easy for too long. So a little bit about me. My name is Keandress. <laughs> um, I have a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Just because we will be talking about mental health in this space, I don't want us or you guys to not be using your mental health resources. So going to therapy, you know, still talking to other friends, like I'm your friend too. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. I will definitely respond to you. However, like, reach out to a community that you have around you, a church that you have around you, if that is your jam, and then go to your own therapy. Also on my Instagram, I will have a list there of resources, resources where you can go find therapists, resources like online resources for just like mental health coping, some really good um, Instagrams that I follow that just kind of give really good insight on like what's going in, what's going on on the inside of us and kind of improving our introspection and things like that. So not a replacement for therapy. Just wanted to have that disclaimer here for us. So let's get started. Um, first, I just wanted to start by explaining what the title means to me and as a fun little project, because we give homework here. I don't know. I had a, I kind of like the idea of assignments. You can give some homework and then you can do it if you if you want to or not do it if you don't. But I kind of wanted to see what the title means to you. If you are a black girl or if you are a black person or a person of another race or ethnicity and like what does that mean to you to tell yourself to cry? I just like I want to hear what that means to you. I want to hear about your experiences and kind of the things that um, you've gone through and just how you've learned to either express or suppress your emotions. And so I just a little bit about me and my life. I've come from a place of suppressing my emotions. I have a mother who like 
doesn't really feel as much. It wasn't very expressive. Um, so, but I am just by nature. It's just like one of those things where it's like, we learn a lot from modeling behaviors that we see around us, but me, I just like, I feel like I'm not really a person who like adheres to peer pressure really, honestly. So it's just like, my parents were modeling behaviors and I was like, I'm going to do the things that I feel. I was like, I feel this. So I'm just going to do it this way. I've always been like that. I've always been very emotional and very outward about my emotion. And I'm the only person really that I can think of that's like that my family where I have emotions and I'm, I'm going to act on them. Um, but for a really long time in my life that got suppressed where um, the reactions from my parents kind of put me in a space where I felt like my emotions were a bad thing, where I felt like my emotions, like if I expressed emotions out loud that I, that I was weak or I was too much or I was dramatic or something like that. And so I just got to a point where I was like, well, I just won't have an emotion. I just won't have emotions then. And I'll get through life and I'll be successful and I'll be X, Y, and Z if I don't feel my emotions. Well, spoiler alert, babes, not the truth. I got to a point in my life where I was alone. I didn't have friends. I wasn't where I was, where I wanted to be in life. Um, I was just kind of going through the motions. Like I wasn't even living life. I wasn't feeling life. I wasn't experiencing life. And like now I'm at a point since a pat like the past few years, I've gotten to the point where my emotions made me feel alive again. I got to the point where I was internally dead. I felt like I was just like literally existing in a shell of a body. And I let my emotions back in. And at first it was a lot. It was a lot and it kind of put me in a hole and it kind of crippled me for a minute. Um, but I think when you're suppressing your emotions for as long as I did, um, it's expected to kind of be a lot at first and that's okay. Um, but yeah, so I, it just kind of, mm, kind of took me down for a minute, but now when I feel emotions, when I feel things, when I, I go through things, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm a, I'm a human person and I'm alive. Like that happened to me and it didn't just like brush over. I'm just like, I don't care. I, I'm emotionless. I'm heartless. Like I don't need friends. I don't, you know what? Like that friend did something that was crappy. That hurt my feelings. That makes me feel alive. I'll deal with the hurt feelings in a minute, but I feel alive. And like, honestly, coming from the, the place that I came from of like emotionless and coming from that place to a place now where I feel emotions, where I feel I had a crush. Like, recently. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels great. Like it just felt so good. Like just being like, okay, that part of me still exists. Those emotions still exist in me. And I just like, I literally felt like a human being experiencing all of these feelings that I, I suppressed for so long. I was like, oh, it felt good. It felt real good. I was listening to love songs and I wasn't even in love. Come on come on somebody. And so it was fantastic. So yeah, I think, um, so the title to me just means 
like I said, it's a demand. It's a demand to myself to like feel your feelings, feel your stuff, cry if you have to cry, cry if you're happy, cry if you're sad, cry if you're embarrassed, cry if you're angry. Cause girl, I be getting angry. Like just cry. It's okay. Like I'm telling myself, I'm demanding it to myself. And so this is a space where I am going to feel free and you know what? I might cry and you're just going to have to deal with it. My vision for the space is that it's a community, a community where like we come together and we realize that our experiences, while we are unique, our experiences are are not. And that there is always somebody who is going through something similar to you. It may not be exactly the same. It may not even react to it the same way, but like you're not the only person that's going through something that may be hard or harmful and like all you have to do is just speak up and and ask somebody about it ask somebody and whether that's somebody around you or somebody on the internet I promise there's community for you somewhere and I feel that so deeply in my heart so I want to explain to you why crying is necessary And I just told you because it's my opinion and I feel like everybody should cry at least once a day for something. I don't care what it is. I, I'm going to say it, but I think I'm a girl who loves research. And so I think, um, sometimes we need evidence to back it up. Sometimes people are talking to you and you're just like, "Mm, okay, cool. But Sometimes you need like the little evidence to back it up. So I did some research, girls. And let me tell you, there are three types of tears. So you have three types of tears. You have your basal tears, your irritant tears, and your emotional tears. Your basal tears are basically the tears that exist in your eyes. Just like the little moisture in your eyes at all times. Like they're just there. They they have a function. There's a purpose. Um, they just kind of help keep the crap out of your eye, like the infections and things like that when things fly into your eye, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have your irritant tears, these are things that when things fly into your eye and your eyes watering, you're just like, oh my gosh, like and you're crying. And like those are your irritant tears. And then you have your emotional tears. And these tears are in response to in response to strong emotions. So I want us to note that it's strong emotions. So that includes happiness and joy. That includes excitement. That includes love. That includes all of those things. And so I want us to embrace that, embrace those emotional tears. And also, if you are crying while you're sad, I just want to note that like in your emotional tears, there's stress hormones in there. So you're literally getting rid of your stress. You sit in here and you're just like, I got so much to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it. I just feel so stressed and overwhelmed. Baby, cry, cry it out. And that's how the, the overwhelmed feeling will literally exit your body. It will literally come out because those stress hormones will fall right out of your eyes and you and you feel better. Like you may not have the solution to your problem in that moment. You may not have, like, it may not look better, but you will feel better. You won't feel like you're a pressure pot trying to hold on to everything, trying to like keep everything together for everybody around you. 
from this point on in 2023, we're not doing that anymore. We are letting things out. We're letting things go. We are releasing our stress and we're releasing the things that are holding us down. Because once you release all of those things, then you can go forward and maybe you can think of a solution to your issue. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just get a good night's rest. Maybe you're not rolling around all night and anxious about something that you haven't figured out how to fix yet. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay to not always solve your problems in that moment. So all that to say, all that to lead me to say that like emotions are messy, just like I was, I mentioned when I was like, when I let everything in, when I started feeling emotions again, it got messy. It got messy. I was a mess. I didn't know how to regulate these emotions. So like that, that's a key point to bring up that like, not only (laughs) did my emotions get repressed because I was told that they, I don't know, I I don't want to put words in the, the mouth of my parents, but how I perceived it was that I was told that they weren't uh, beneficial, basically, um, important or valid. And so I wasn't taught how to regulate those emotions. So when I started letting them all in, I didn't know what to do with them. I didn't know how to react to extreme frustration. I didn't know how to react to extreme sadness. I didn't know how to regulate that. And as an adult... As an adult, that's difficult. As an adult, not knowing how to regulate your emotions is really hard because there is a age appropriate way to behave. And there's a, you know, cause like a toddler is learning how to regulate their emotions. And if they get frustrated, they might hit, bite, scratch, throw themselves on the floor and that's okay. Now you as an adult do what you got to do, baby. If you got to throw yourself on the flow, throw yourself on the flow. If Listen, <laughs> I am not judging you. (laughs) Throw yourself on the floor. That is okay. But you can't be in the middle of a Whole Foods throwing yourself on the floor. Not appropriate. So it's like, what do you do when you're an adult finally letting your emotions in and you want to throw yourself on the floor in the middle of a Whole Foods and you can't? You know, so it's just kind of like emotions are messy and you have to let them get messy because you have to to be able to learn. You have to do so you have to let them get messy. You have to get messy to be able to clean it all up. You like whenever you're cleaning your room or you're like you're doing spring cleaning or something like that, you take everything out so you can see it and you look around or like even when you're packing for a trip, let's, let's do that. Cause I feel like that ends in a pleasant way. I, I feel like spring cleaning does too, but like my motivation is a beach. Okay. So you're packing for a trip and you take out all the things that you need, taking out 15 swimsuits that you are, you're going to wear two of them. You take, you take out all these outfits, you take out all your shoes, you take out, you lay everything out. And then it's just a mess. If you, if you were to stop in that moment and look around you, it would be a mess. Like everything would be scattered. Everything would be just like unorganized, a mess. And then you start to dwindle things down. You start to say, okay, I'm going to take these five swimsuits. I'm going to take these four outfits. I'm going for two days. I don't need 10 outfits. That is a word for somebody who like overpacks. You don't need to overpack. Let's, let's, let's start (laughs) 
a a group on how you don't need to check a bag for a two-day trip, babe. Another another time, another episode. I got y'all. But anyways, so you take your four outfits that you've decided on, your two pairs of shoes, and then you put everything into the suitcase and everything fits in there so nicely. And the stuff that's left over, your swimsuits that you didn't pack, the outfits that you didn't you didn't choose, the shoes that you decided to keep, they're still scattered. They're still everywhere. It's still a little messy in your room. And you have to do the work to clean up the stuff on the outside of the suitcase. But you still have the stuff on the suitcase that's taking you somewhere that you were going to enjoy. That suitcase is going to take you somewhere. But you still got to you're still doing the work to clean up this stuff over here. It's still scattered around, but you're learning. And so maybe the next time that you pack, you pack a little better. I don't know. <laughs> like maybe you're not taking out 15 swimsuits because you know that like you you only wore two the last time. And so you pick two swimsuits and you put them in your suitcase. You pick three outfits that you've been thinking about and you put them in your suitcase. You know what shoes are comfortable and what shoes you're going to wear on vacation. You, you put those out and you put them in your suitcase and you don't really have a mess around you. And you just have the stuff that you pack nicely in the suitcase. It's going to take you to your your beautiful destination. Now, it takes work to get to that place. It takes work to get to a place where, like, you don't explode before you pack everything nicely to go to where you're going. But, like, it's okay. It's okay that, like, you're still exploding everywhere for a minute and you put things together. I think the key is to have the right people around you. The key is to have a good support system. The key is to have grace for yourself. Like be gracious to yourself, especially when you don't know what you're doing. Just be gracious. Just love on yourself and let the people around you love on you. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next time.